0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host, Katie, and this is episode 229. Now, it's likely if you're a regular listener, it's early December, and we are in the thick of holiday season. If you're not a regular, hi, hello, welcome. So glad to have you as our new fit friend. Our goal here is to actually redefine the word fit. And if you stick around long enough, I think you'll know what I mean hint. It is more about your character and your internal feelings, less about your body fat percentage. Also, if you're not already on the email list, I invite you to join. All you need to do is go to katiehake.com forward/quiz. You'll take a super quick, super fun quiz to learn more about your eating style. And then every Friday, yes Friday, Friday, I send out a newsletter with quick recap of the podcast, a recipe, a non-diet mantra, any other exciting and relevant things that are happening on this side of the internet, people on my email list, you are the first to know. I hope you'll join and you can do it while you're listening. Just go to katiehake.com quiz or click the link in the show notes. Please don't do that if you are driving. Today, I am going to give you quick tips to help you truly enjoy your favorite holiday food this season without guilt or shame. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Now, when I was prepping for the show, yes, yes, I am a nutrition and fitness expert. However, I'd like to see what's out there. I prep, you know, I prepare for every single show. Every single content because I want to give you what's most recent, what's relevant, what's going on right now in the world that we live in. And as I was, you know, going to Dr. Google asking these questions of, you know, tips to feel not guilty around food, I can't even tell you. It was so cringy and frustrating and also honestly got me fired up even more to record this episode because they were all diet tips they were all diet tips and it's like the opposite so that leads me to my first you know thing i want to address also side note i got my booster shot this morning and it's hard for me to even like lift my elbows i'm starting to talk with my hands you can't see me but ouch they hurt i did my booster my vaccine booster in one arm and then i did my flu shot in the other arm i have a Light day today, light day tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just rip the band aid. Let's get them both done. Anyways, I digress. So, in my research, I was just getting so frustrated with just the lack of resources out there. And I think what's most frustrating to me is that, you know, when somebody's looking up how to feel guilty or how to not feel guilty, right? There's clearly Somebody is clearly upset or frustrated or feeling stuck, feeling in that cycle around food, and then they, you know, try to actually take action steps to resolve that problem or to find a solution to that feeling of guilt and shame, but they end up just getting fed more diet culture bullshit. So, first let's try to understand how diet culture itself weaves into the holidays. If you haven't already, be sure to go back and listen to episodes 227, 226, and 224 from earlier this month, or it's December, so I guess last month in November, we addressed some of this. But recognize that diet culture's everywhere. The only difference is that it adapts to fit the season that we're in. At the end of the day, remember, diet culture tells us to restrict, but they may not be that blunt. They may not say exclusively, restrict. They might say things like, choose a healthier option, enjoy the substitution, or be sure to enjoy in moderation, or just all sorts of fluffy, black and white, not helpful advice. Because remember, healthy, the word healthy is relative, and what's healthy for you might not be healthy for me, and vice versa. Diet culture creates this fear, this assumption that we can't be trusted around food. It assumes that, well, since it's the holidays and since we have access to more sweets, baked goods, rich foods, things like that, that we're going to go crazy and overeat. So remember, you have the power to go, wait a second, pump the brakes. That's not true. I don't know where you are at on your non-diet journey, but for many of my clients, they experience that when they take back this power, it actually helps them to avoid this self-fulfilling prophecy, they start to have more experiences around food that help prove to themselves, wait, yeah, I actually can be trusted around food. I can trust my body to tell me what, how much it needs. I can keep a box of holiday flavored Oreos or leftover cookies from Thanksgiving. I can keep those on the counter and really not think twice about them. Like, I want you to really think about that. Really let that sink in. And I want you to get angry because diet culture doesn't get to write the story, the narrative around food. It doesn't get to do that for you. It shouldn't. So wherever you see diet culture showing up for you in your life right now, in this season, call it out. Like, not this Christmas. Nuh-uh. Things are different. We don't do that anymore. We don't have that narrative because you get to write that story, take back that power. And how you can start to do that is by getting angry, getting angry at what's around you. Let that be fuel in your fire to then make some action changes, action changes. That's, that's like saying the same thing. Take some action steps. So my next tip is to make it less about the food. Okay. What do I mean by that? No, I don't mean like go for a walk or play. We fit. Do you ever, we got one of those for Christmas one year. I remember it. It was like, we should do, we fit, be active as a family, right? Like all these tips that we hear every single season, do X, Y, Z with your family instead of snacking. No, what I mean is what are some of your favorite holiday foods? Like, think about that. What are some of your favorite holiday foods? List them out in your head. Okay. Did you think of it? A few of them? Now, can you see that food? Can you smell it? Can you like, think, like, th- really think about it? Really think about maybe the last time you enjoyed that food. Okay, so why does that food hold significance for you? Let's use sugar cookies, for example. It's very common for families to get together around the holidays and decorate cookies Maybe you have memories of being with your cousins, seeing who could make the cutest cookie and then, you know, by the end, everybody was just ready to be done and they were so ugly and there's like a stack of cookies and it's 1 a.m. Maybe this was a whole event for you. Maybe you wore matching Christmas jammies or ugly sweaters and you watched a Christmas movie. I'll give you another example. I have a client, we'll call him Bob and his wife, we'll call her Sherry. So Bob and Sherry are Italian. And Bob told me, side note, Bob and Sherry are in their late seventies. And yes, they're still working towards like health and longevity and not dieting and sustainable change. And it is just like, I shouldn't pick favorites, but they are one of my favorite couples to work with. And Bob told me anyways, last session, how he really needed to cut back on the carbs And so Ken started sharing, you know, I asked him this exact question. I said, well, Ken, you know, what are some of your favorite foods that you guys like to enjoy around the holidays? And he just went, he lit up. I wish you could have seen his face. He lit up just talking about, well, Sherry, you know, really enjoys making pasta from scratch. You know, we're Italian. And so tomorrow, you know, all the grandkids are coming over and they're going to learn how to make you know, grandma's pasta, and it's this whole thing. And they have this whole like ritual and tradition that they do. And I, I kept asking him questions about it and said, yeah, like, you know, tell me more, tell me more. What's that like? And he told me, he then went on to tell me about his experience, you know, as a kid and what food was like with them. And, and now his father, you know, owned a bakery and all these things. Right. And at the end of that discussion, we got back to, you know, I kind of put it back on him and said, now, so why do you want to cut back on carbs, right? And it was really eye-opening. It was really enlightening for him to recognize, wow, no, this is a positive thing. This doesn't have to be a negative thing. So again, going back to rewriting that story, when did this food become something that you felt guilty for? Why are we trying to ruin a good thing? Something that has so many joyous memories tied to it. How can we bring some of that joy into the foods that we're enjoying this season? Speaking of your history and going back to that self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe you feel guilty because in your experience, every holiday season you overeat or you end up gaining weight, which becomes a trigger for you. Ask yourself if you're having, you know, this overall feelings of blah, like what's the bigger picture look like? Are you finding yourself restricting a lot through the day and overeating at night or at social settings? Rewrite that story. Let's zoom out, right? Like, take a little zoom, think big, open up. If you're if you like me, you got the iPhone 12, you can now, I don't know how you do it, two fingers or something, and it zooms like ultra wide, right? It lets you really zoom out and see the bigger picture. So focus less on those single events, which many of these, you know, diet tips do, And focus on the bigger picture. Are we eating regular meals and snacks? Are we staying hydrated? Are we prioritizing movement in a way that feels good and doesn't feel like punishment? I know it sounds so basic, but meeting your basic self-care needs, especially around this busy time of year, can help you to enjoy your favorite foods because when you're adequately nourished physically, that allows you to eat and experience moments from a calmer headspace mentally. When we're not ravenous, we feel good physically and mentally. That also allows us to practice mindful eating. Remember how I asked you to reflect a little bit ago on your experience with that particular food? Well, let's celebrate that instead of fearing it. I won't go too far into mindful eating, it's really an aspect of intuitive eating. I'd like to think that, basically think of intuitive eating as this big umbrella with the 10 principles under it. And I like to think that mindful eating falls under that umbrella. It's, it's an aspect of intuitive eating. Using your five senses, try to be really present while you're enjoying this food. We did this mindful eating experiment on our small group coaching call last week. And it was so fun. It was so funny. We actually had a really good discussion. And some of my clients shared how through doing this practice, they've been able to identify when the food no longer tastes as good. This makes it easier to stop when you're satisfied, leading to a really much more, not just positive, but truly a joyful and empowering eating experience. And just that empowerment, that calm, that confidence. That's really what you want, isn't it? Remember, one food, one meal, or even one season of eating a certain type of food is not going to cause you to have diabetes or thyroid issues or any other type of chronic disease. Keyword chronic. That means long over time. And on the flip side, one meal of really nutrient dense foods, like one green juice or, you know, jam packed acai smoothie bowl, whatever it is, that's not going to suddenly cure all disease as well you can enjoy your favorite foods and still be considered healthy. In fact, the less stress that you have will also positively contribute to your overall health and well-being. And if you're struggling with the fear of weight gain, let's just take a deep breath. And I invite you to challenge those thoughts. Maybe we should do a separate podcast on this issue in particular. There's definitely a lot that we could dive into that I'm not going to cover today. But If that fear of weight gain starts to creep in, you can also remind yourself that one, remember, one meal won't make me gain weight, just like one meal won't make me lose weight. Sometimes bringing in some of your logic or those mantras can help to calm your nervous system down if you notice yourself starting to feel anxious around certain fear foods. Now I use that term fear foods. I think that's really individual, but remember, there are no good foods or bad foods. Food is a source of energy, of nourishment. And the more we assign morality to it, the more power we are giving to diet culture. And the more we give in to diet culture, the less we lean into our own hunger cues, our own fullness cues, and the satiety and enjoyment that we can have from food. At the end of the day, food is just food. It's just food. That's it for today's episode. And consider this reminder to lean in, to trust yourself, trust your intuition, and go forth and enjoy those holiday, your favorite holiday foods. Continue to create more of those positive experiences around food. You got this, I believe in you. Live fierce, be free, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.